This is keep me free. See, many of us, uh, see, see, I want to be kept free. See, I want to be kept free. See, this is keep me free. You know, I want to be kept free. I, I just don't want to go down to the altar and get a little touch of deliverance for a minute. And then I go back to home and I go back to situations and I'm still in bondage. I want to be kept free. See, what keeps me free? Your Holy Spirit operating in my temple. That's what keeps me free. Your spirit, Lord, having a functioning place in my life that keeps me free, Lord. The heart of your will, the heart of your will being my will, the heart of your purpose being my purpose, no matter what my job might be, my purpose only is in you, Lord. That keeps me free. I begin to realize the spirit began to show me something about my life, who I was. My spirit began to show me because the Holy Spirit explains things to my spirit. He said, you just now meeting yourself. You see, you, you, you're just now being introduced to who you really are. You're just now beginning to become comfortable with the person that God called you to be in your heart. So many of us live lives that have been fabricated by us. So many of us live lives that have been fabricated by others. We live in a fabricated life, a prefab existence. Because see, when you don't get over things that happen in your life, when you, when you, it still resonates in your heart space of the things that have happened to you, you and your life, see, you're still living another life. You're not living your true life. You're not living the life that the Lord Jesus Christ has prepared for you in his mind, in his understanding, in his place. You're not living that life. You're still living the life of a broken heart. Uh, you're still living the life of a broken upbringing. I live a life of a broken upbringing for so long. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm the 18 minute preacher. I'm going to bring it in. I lived a life of a broken home. It resonated. It reverberated, reverberated in my heart, in my consciousness, in my subconsciousness. I was dealing with things in my life based upon my upbringing. Many of you live the same way, which was filled with neglect. It has some spots of love because you know mama love you, you know daddy love you, but they can't really express it. You know people love you, but they don't know what to do with that love. You know people love you, but they don't know how to nurture it, let it grow in your life so it can become real to you. So I lived a fabricated life. Living the life of living the life of many ways of my mother reenacting the acts of my father in my mind and in my heart. See, not free, not living free, not living in freedom, not knowing that there is a freedom to live, not knowing even what freedom is, not even thinking that it's possibility to achieve, let alone known and actually grown and understood and functioned. You see, when you live a life that's based in dysfunction, 
You see, your personality might be this way or it might be that way. But oftentimes, that's this ways and that ways are shaped. They're shaped for you. When you're not set free, when you're not free in your heart, when you're not free in your mind, you can be doing well in this area and that area, but you're not living the personality that Christ has ordained for you. See, Christ has ordained a personality for you. You may not be living. You may not be living the personality that Christ died on the cross for. See, he died on the cross for a personality for you. Many of our personality is absent. Many of our personalities is absent from the presence of Christ. I'm going to say that again. Many of our personalities is absent from the presence of Christ. He does not shape us. I'm going to try to slow it down and bring it in. He's not shaped us because we have not given him the raw material. God, understand you're going to be broken. You should be broken because you come out the world. You come from the world. If you wasn't broken, you wouldn't come to him. If you wasn't broken, you wouldn't cry out for mercy. If you wasn't shattered, you would not seek his forgiveness. If you wasn't had pain in your heart, you wouldn't realize you had a, and you needed a savior. You need a road to God. You need a path to God. You need to have the proper clothing. See, you got to put on the proper clothing. I don't, I don't believe there's a perfect life outside of Christ. I don't, I don't. I'm sorry. We grow up watching these stories on TV. We think there's a Brady Bunch existence out there, but we don't, we don't realize that Miss Brady lost her husband. Mr. Brady lost his wife. There's a lot of years of pain. But see, that's just television. As we know they were broken in their private lives. See, that's just television fantasy. Wounded. We're living wounded lives. Living a fictitious life on television. We grow up with this concept that, that, that other people are living a better life than we're living. We grow up with this mindset and we compare our minds. In our minds, we compare ourselves to their lives. You should be broken in this world. But you got to be broken towards Christ. See, the world will break you for itself. The world will break you and keep you in its own bondage, in its own prison for its needs. But the Lord comes to set you free. I come to set the captives free. Free from what? Free from the mind of the world. Free from the depravity of the world. Free from neglect of the world. The insecurities of the world. The world has no security. The world has no security. It lives an insecure life. See? Because it has no relationship to its creation. It only has a relationship to creation. It doesn't have a relationship to its creator. It only has a relationship to creation. And see, creation dies along with mankind. See, I may stumble, but I'm going to get it right. See, relationships are formed and they pass away. See, our relationship with Christ is what lasts, which has longevity. Our relationship and the relationship 
And Jesus Christ is the foundation for all relationships, in my opinion. If you don't have a relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ, how can you truly have a relationship to anything else? He's your creator. You got to come home to your creator. My humble opinion, if you don't have a relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ, you are a displaced soul. You're not in your proper place. Your personality has not been shaped by the Lord. Your personality has not been shaped by the Lord of heaven and earth. So you're stumbling through life. You're tumbleweeding through life. There's no anchor for your soul. There's no fertile ground for your spirit. The Lord desires to create a personality in us. The Lord desires to create a will and a mindset in us and fashioned after his son that's fashioned after his son, a heart that's fashioned after his son. That's coming into your own. See? When your heart is fashioned and molded in the shape and the image of his son, Jesus Christ, resembling the Lord Jesus Christ and you're coming into your own See. Because he created you, and it may vary in his own interpretation, but you're coming into your own. When the Lord Jesus Christ gets a hold of your personality, you're coming into your own. When the Lord gets a hold of your personality and who you are, you're coming to your own. I didn't realize that my thoughts was generated and brokenness was generated in brokenness. I thought it was just things. I thought it was just life. I thought it was just what you do. I had no idea that I was living a fabricated life until I began to go after the Lord Jesus Christ and he began to weed out things in my life. And I didn't, oh, I didn't even know that was there. I didn't know that was there. I didn't, I didn't know. And the Lord begins to go through the closets of your mind. He begins to go through the way you think and why you think that way. He begins to reveal to you things in your life. And if you keep going with them, see, don't, don't despise the discipline of the Lord. That's what happens. The Lord begins to work on us. The Lord begins to show us things. And the, we begin to shrink back because we can't take what we find. We can't take the pain. We don't like what we see. We don't like the Lord revealing who we truly are. We don't like to see ourselves, our true self. So we shrink back from God. But see, when you begin to see yourself, you're disgusted with the results. You thought you had it going on when the Lord begins to show you who you really are. You thought you had it going on when you thought your path was right. But when you get introduced to the Lord's mindset, you begin to realize that everything you thought was an error. You're hitting foul balls. The way you think about women is a foul ball. The way you think about men is a foul ball. The way you think about your children is a foul ball. The way you think about yourself is a foul ball. No life in it. It's only your personality in it that's been shaped oftentimes by the dysfunction of the world and your dysfunctional relationship to the world. Thinking the way mama thought, thinking the way daddy thought, not a free thinker. Not an original thought of your own, generated by you and your creator. 
trotting down the path of generational curses, trotting down the path of generational iniquities, trotting down the path of generation, living like your father lived, living like his grandfather. A lot of women live like their mother, live like their father, her mother and her father, creating and recreating the same personality because they didn't have the core of Christ at the personality. Christ was not at the personality that's not generated from the Lord Jesus Christ because there's no pure relationship to him in personality. That don't mean that mama wasn't saved. That don't mean that daddy wasn't saved. It don't mean that granddaddy may have been saved, but the core reality of their personality was not shaped by him. Still a function of the world. So when I say I just meet, I just met myself, I introduce myself to myself. My spirit introduced me to me. Because see, see, my spirit introduced me to me because my spirit fellowships with the Holy Spirit every single day and night. So when I begin to let that relationship that my spirit has to the Holy Spirit begin to form in my heart, in my heart. I got introduced to another person. I got introduced to my true self. I like that person. The other one would wish you wash you in the day, out tomorrow, in the day, out tomorrow. But the personality in my spirit, I like that guy. Personality in my spirit, I like that person. Because that, because that person is confident in the Lord. That person knows where it came from. That person knows where it's going. That person is not shook. But every wind of doctrine, every wind of doctrine, that personality is not shook by every pretty face. That personality is not shook by every trauma. I like that guy. When I get introduced to myself, well, my spirit says, self, I'm going to introduce you to who you really are. Because the Holy Spirit shaped it. My spirit says, self, I'm going to introduce you to who you truly are. Because the Holy Spirit has influence on it. My spirit said, self, self, I'm going to introduce you to who God called you to be in your heart. I'm going to introduce you to your true nature. Your true nature. You see, I just begin to meet myself. I like that guy. That's a beautiful person. That's a trustworthy person. That's a faithful person. That's a patient person. That's a kind person. That's a generous person. That's a wise person. That's a discerning person. That's a person of wisdom, of faith of joy, of peace. That's a man of prayer. That's a personality of prayer. Developing a personality of prayer. I'm a man of prayer. I'm a man of prayer. The psalmist said, I give myself to prayer. Well, we're going to work it out. I'm dedicated to talking to my God. I'm, pred I'm 
dedicated to talking to my God. I'm dedicated to listening to my God. I'm dedicated to having an open relationship with my God. It's not hidden. I'm not in some hidden affair. Many of us treat the Lord Jesus Christ like we're having an affair with him. It's just a secret. Don't want nobody to know. Don't want nobody to know how much you love him. We don't want nobody to know how much we're going after. We don't want it to be known. We live a secret life in Christ. I'm about to bring that life, drag that life out into the open. I want that relationship to be known. When I go into a room, I want the fragrance of Christ to be upon me. I don't know. You know like, I don't know, but it's something about that man. I don't know, but it's something about that woman. I don't know. I sense the presence of God on that person. I sense the presence of the Spirit of God on that life. I don't know, but some, somehow when it come around, I don't know, somehow when it come around, things just get better. Things feel better. All of a sudden, there's hope. Hope just came into the room. Hope, peace just came into the room. Faith just came into the room. Finally, somebody got the answers or know who got the answers. Finally. Somebody know what to say. Finally. See, I just got introduced to myself. See, I just sat down with myself and had a true conversation. No longer fighting against myself, no longer kicking against my own bricks. That's how you begin to understand that there's a happiness in Christ that's beyond understanding. When you begin to meet yourself and sit down, you can then stand you can then walk, but you got to sit down first. Once you sit down in Christ, once you sit down in his personality, then you can walk this life. Once you sit down in Christ's personality, then you can stand against the wiles of the devil. You know who you are and you know where you're going and you know where you've been from your spirit.